0: Welcome back to your favourite, most inspiring and most insightful podcast. You've got it. It's Ginger Gerald, your lucky bastard. Okay, I'm not going to beat about the bush today. I have to share with you all some very, well, sad news. This episode, folks, is going to be the last one I'll be recording for a little while. Hence the very apt episode title, That's a Wrap, folks. Yes, I know that's outrageous of me. And how can I possibly have taken such a selfish and impactful decision on your lives without consulting you all first? I can hear you crying. I can hear you wailing. But I'm afraid it just feels like it's time to take a break. And you know what? It's my podcast. So I'm going to have a little break. Now, I'm sorry to hit you with that bombshell just as you were settling down nicely on the sofa or maybe in your driving seat or just as you were cracking open a nice cool beer getting all ready for a few quick little anecdotes of days gone by and a bunch of cheeky little stories to entertain, educate and enrich. So my break will be for an as yet undefined length of time but I'm sure that like all good old time rock groups I'll be back on the mic again at some point when I realise just how much I miss the stardom and the celebrity lifestyle I've got used to over the last year or so since Gigi B was first conceived. So what am I going to talk about today? Well, today as a wrap, I'm going to do a little bit of a summary of how this podcast malarkey has actually been for me. Has it really taken over my life? What have been the highlights? And I don't just mean the funniest stories or my favorite episodes, but I'm also referring to some of the unexpected spin-off benefits. And what about the dark side, the painful or frustrating bits that make my podcasting journey not quite such a wonderful idea and experience after all? And of course, I'll let you know just why I'm choosing to take what I like to think of as a well-earned breather. Early retirement, you might say, with the possibility, like the one and only Johan Cruyff, of coming back from retirement as and when I'm needed and as and when I'm feeling ready. So let's start with the million dollar question. Why the hell? Did I even consider starting a podcast in the first place? Well, I've got to be honest, I'm still trying to answer that one myself. And I'm 100% sure that I'm not the only one asking that question. And that includes my flipping nearest and dearest. Well, you may be surprised to know that I definitely did not do it for the money or for the fame although I've loved both of them, of course. It's not really an expensive thing to launch and run your own podcast. But if you actually want it to become a source of revenue, then A, you have to really dedicate yourself to making sure that your content and your interviews and interviewees resonate with your cleverly and carefully selected target audience. And B, you've got to spend a hell of a lot of time and or money marketing your product on a bunch of different channels. You've got to leverage your audiences, leverage other people's audiences and your network of friends, family, colleagues and all the rest. Oh, I forgot, there's a C as well. It helps if you're already super or even Insta-famous or just happen to look like a model. Fortunately, neither making money nor becoming famous were part of my master plan. And I'm not sure modelling is really in my DNA either. But I did feel that I had something to say that could add maybe a little modicum of value to some people's lives. And I was pretty sure that I had some interesting, funny, embarrassing, and at least sometimes insightful, even inspirational stories, opinions, and angles to share which would resonate with at least a subsection of society. And the subsection I chose as my target audience were people who were planning to live overseas, already lived overseas, or had previously lived all overseas. All of whom I reckon would understand exactly where I was coming from, and largely they'd laugh and nod and shake their heads in the right places. Having lived in a bunch of countries for about 25 years, I reckon this was my niche. I couldn't really see how what I wanted to deliver lent itself to the much more common podcast interview format. So I decided that the monologue was the way forward for me. Now, as some of you may have done, if you Google how to start a podcast, And once you scroll past the million and one adverts of people offering to help you for a small introductory fee, then the responses you'll get will tend to fall into two different categories. The first category is all about the practicalities. Okay, you need a microphone, you need a PC or laptop, you need some sort of recording software, which could be free or not. And you really need to select a partner platform which will allow you easily and quickly to manage all aspects of your pod and ensure it gets published where and when you want it, like Spotify or Apple or Google Podcast, Podcast Direct, Alexa, and a bunch of other. So the practical bits are actually quite easy unless you choose to make them complex, which lots of people do. The second category is about content. What are you going to say? And how appealing will your chit-chat be to your predefined audience? A podcast relies on the quality and relevance of its content. Are people going to listen to you on the way to work or when they're having a cup of tea or a glass of vino? And if so, why are they going to listen to you? Content is a bit like cash. It's king. And this is where the fun and games come in as well as the hours of obsessing and thinking and, well, at least in my case, a never ending stream of yellow post-it notes just all over the place with bullet points of stories that I must tell or episodes that I must prepare. Must. It's an interesting question. Must. To be honest, the only person in the world putting any pressure on me to do anything connected to my podcast was me. But as I am a little bit prone to obsessing over certain things, this is how I began to prepare my content. And before I knew it, I had a dozen topics, so a dozen individual episodes, all sketched out, even if they weren't actually fine-tuned. And I have to mention something else here. There is always the element of self-doubt The imposter syndrome that invariably creeps in and it crept in for me as I began to build my content. One minute you convince yourself that your speech, what you've got to say, will just spellbind your audience. And the next minute you think, why the hell would anyone want to listen to this drivel? And it's odd because unlike stand up comedians or people like that, there's no pressure to make anyone laugh. Nobody's actually paying to listen to you. They can just turn you off. So there's no pressure and there shouldn't be any doubt in your mind. But there is. Anyway, despite contrasting advice as to whether me launching a podcast was actually a good idea or not, I did get myself a mic. I signed up to a platform called Buzzsprout. Now these platforms, they all have weird names, but if anyone is starting out or thinking of starting out in the bizarre world of podcasting, then I can't recommend Buzzsprout highly enough. The platform and the people behind it are absolutely fabulous and they make things pretty easy, even for a thicko like me. But, but despite having Buzzsprout, there are still a number of tasks to complete before you can actually get going. Right. Right. The name. Every podcast has to have a name, doesn't it? And I'm told that the name is very important. So I came up with a bunch of names that I had in mind and I sent them around my entire family on WhatsApp to ask them what they thought was best. But you know what? They all voted for different ones and some of them came up with their own. So that didn't help very much. There I was scratching my head and then almost out of the blue, My wife, T, just said it. She said, Ginger, it has to be Ginger Gerald, you lucky bastard. Why? I asked. Well, my name's Gerald and I am Ginger. So, so far, so good. And the initial concept of the pod was to challenge the widely held belief that everyone who lives overseas has simply got lucky. It's all good so far, but why the word? Bastard. Well, why not? We thought I had to adapt the spelling, as you've probably noticed. So I had to add an R into the word bastard, because if I didn't, a number of the platforms would have rejected my title and my pod, And they'd have classified as, as adult only material. How about that? Maybe I could have been a bit more conservative. I could have used the word devil, for example, uh, instead of bastard. But we all really liked Ginger Gerald, you lucky bastard. So, well, that's how the name was born. So now I have a name, then I had to come up with my podcast artwork. Now, those of you who know me, I have zero artistic talent, everybody knows that. So I thought this was gonna be a bit of a challenge, but you know what, when push comes to shove, I went looking around the internet and I found a lovely bit of free design software. And I did my best to encompass the main aspects of what the pub was going to be all about in a little logo. So I got a cartoon style picture of a ginger bearded Gerald looking character. I shoved on a microphone as though it was the radio and I put a Caribbean paradise backdrop in the background, that sounded kind of did it for a minute and I was pretty proud of me work to be honest. So I did it and that was it, it stuck and I've not changed it. And then there was the final element I had to tick off my list before I could actually get the pod going. And that was the music. Now all pods have a bit of an intro and a bit of an outro, don't you? You'll have heard of one. I didn't want mine to be any different. So this was actually a bit trickier than the artwork as it turned out, partly because it needed to be royalty free to produce. So I listened to loads of bits of music, a few seconds of each one for, I reckon a few hours. And then suddenly, as if it had been composed for Ginger Jump, you lucky bastard, the perfect anthem sailed out of my speakers. And that was that. I think I'll be singing that as long as I live. It was a combination of fun, catchy, Mexican. Everybody who's listened to the pod comments and absolutely loves the music. And you know what? I bet they're singing it themselves. So... I'd got my name, I'd got my artwork, and now I've got my music. So it was time to kick off for real. I decided that my episodes were going to be about 20, 25 minutes long. I'd listened to quite a few podcasts before I finally launched mine, and I reckon they were all a little bit too long to hold most people's attention, particularly if it was going to be just my voice they were listening to my drive to work on the days I do go to the office it's about 25 minutes so I was if I was really into any particular podcast like for example Peter Crouch's that podcast which I absolutely love then I had to stop it and continue and listen to it eight or nine hours later on the way home and sometimes it took three trips just to listen to one podcast episode and I didn't really like that so I reckoned 25 minutes should be my maximum. Surely everyone can listen for that long, can't they? Even if they think it's a load of rubbish. So my first series, though, to be honest, I didn't actually know at that point that I was going to structure my pod into series. That came to me a little bit later. My first series was quite raw and I absolutely loved doing them. I covered the sort of What I saw as the big and meaty topics that are discussed ad nauseum on certain other moving overseas or expat podcasts and interviews like, why did you do it? Where did you go? How did it feel? What about the kids? How did you make friends? What were the culture socks? What's the weather like? What are the schools like? All that sort of stuff. But my approach to it was to be anecdotal and to tell funny stories to illustrate the points I was making and the challenges of moving overseas that I was highlighting. I tried to avoid being too serious and I definitely didn't want to lecture people or tell people what to do because I knew there was no right and wrong. If you want that, I thought, you can go elsewhere. However, by reminiscing in detail about all these experiences, some of which happened quite a long time ago now, I found myself sort of reliving all of the emotional ups and downs of that period of my life. And not just my life, of course, but our lives, all of those who were involved in it. T described this period of my pod as my own self-therapy. And I ended the series, you might remember, with an episode called Spilling the Tea, which was my first attempt at an interview format episode. Now, if you like laughing and crying and emotions in equal amounts and either haven't listened or you can't remember listening to the episode 10 of the first series called Spilling the Tea, then look it up and have a listen. You won't be sorry. It was a classic. I only did one more interview in all of the podcasts I did. That came a little bit later and it was equally insightful. This time it was with my daughter who gave her thoughts from the next generation. And that was a reminder, a stark reminder that your own memory and your own reality, of course, is never exactly the same as somebody else's. Now, aside from the key moving abroad themes, which I sort of felt had to be covered, and they were the real reason for the pod in the first place. I couldn't resist telling stories that I just found very funny or really frustrating, or even a little bit dodgy. Like the time a photo of my one and only homegrown melon made it into the gardening section of the Mallorca Bulletin, for example. or The time I got stung by a scorpion and thought I was passing out in the hospital. A lot of the tales and examples I used came from our experience of moving to and living in Mexico. I guess it was so different to what we knew and it was easy and mostly fun to talk about. And I also refer a lot to my time as a holiday rep. In fact, one of the best and most rewarding things about doing GGYLB has been in the form of messages, comments and feedback that I've received from people i would worked on over the years. Some of them I'd had no contact with for as much as 30 years. And the odd one I'd never even met But we knew each other and they'd say, they'd send me a message and they'd say, absolutely love that story. It reminded me of this or it reminded me of that. And what amazed me was where and why different people started listening to the pod. And I have to say, particularly during the first series, I got a little bit obsessed with the listener stats that you get on Budsprouts. How many downloads have I had? On what platforms? From what countries? There was a period where I was delighted. I had people listening from five different continents. I was just missing the out to. Now, if you're not careful, you can get carried away with all of that. And being the slightly obsessive type who likes numbers, and I love a little stat, I have to confess that I did fall into that podcast trap. Now, that was the first series. So that was fairly organised. I had things set out in advance. But the same in third series of episodes. Well, they took on different themes, but with the same lighthearted tone. Or well, that was the idea. The main difference for me was that I hadn't mapped out these two series in advance. So whereas the first episode had a definite direction of travel to it, and I had a bunch of things that I knew I had to cover each week, the next two series were a little bit more random, sort of individual. And often they were unrelated to each other. At times, I sort of found myself scratching my head for topics and inspiration, but once I felt I had a good idea, then I was off and running. The themes vary massively from Christmas overseas and is home where the heart is, to talking about playing footy in different parts of the world or even online shopping. And if you're having to work hard to come up with content, then that old nagging doubt comes back into your head. Why am I even bothering? Who's staring at Spotify and asking, what's happened to Ginger Gerald this week? Well, believe it or not, when I did take my foot off the gas a little bit, and then I allowed myself to publish when I was ready, rather than to publish, and not necessarily every Thursday at 4pm Central European time, for example, I did actually get a few messages saying, oi Ginger, you're late, which was quite nice really. There's one aspect of the pod experience that I've not mentioned, and that's my Facebook, Twitter and Instagram presence. Now, after a big call at it, my son and his girlfriend, they took on the role of marketing director. So they set all up all of my accounts, they created, they published all of the reels that you may have seen. If you've not seen them, go and have a look. Some of them, well, they're all great. Some of them are fabulous. And no thanks to me whatsoever. So I have a very big shout out to the Ginger Gerald marketing team for their creativity and stamina. And you know what? They've also earned themselves a little break. But Not all aspects of podcasting are thrilling and creative. I once recorded an entire episode, only to realise when I came to end to add the music that the mic wasn't plugged in. And sometimes I lose my rhythm a little bit and then I have to try to edit my own recordings and I'm really crap at editing and I really can't be bothered. I haven't got the patience to do it or the skill. So that's why when you hear me mess up sometimes or repeat words or I seem to get a little bit lost in my own thoughts, then I just leave those impurities in there. Maybe it's not very professional, but then I'm not a professional. So, if you count this episode as a real episode, I've now done 29 of them. Each one of them is 20 to 25 minutes long, which at the speed I tend to talk, which I know is certainly a little bit too fast for a radio or even for a podcast, that's about 3,200 words per episode. Add all them up, and that's the best part of a 100,000 words. That's a lot of words, folks. That's a lot of content. That's equivalent to 10 master's degree dissertations. And yet, for some unknown reason, I'm yet to receive one single solitary offer of an honorary master's degree for my lifelong contribution to to what? Well, I'm not really sure. Maybe to just being Ginger Gerald, you lucky bastard. So there we go, folks. The time has come for me to say goodbye, or perhaps I should say hasta la vista instead of adios. I hope you've enjoyed listening in for all this time. And remember, you can still listen in to anything that you've missed and you can still share any one or all of those 29 episodes with your friends. I'm gonna leave all the content up there on all the platforms. Don't you worry so all the newcomers can pop in and enjoy and I can still keep my little obsession of watching my stats going over the coming months. And don't forget, keep my theme tune in your head because one day I might just be back. Hasta luego, folks. Thank you, Ginger Gerald, for enriching our lives.